Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Silvestro Gonassi was born in Venice in 1492 to a family of many talents. His father was a barber whose shop was on the Rialto Quarter near the bustling Fontego Market and Warehouse District. If the mention of a barber shop has you thinking of the last time you popped into the salon for a quick cut and color, think again. In addition to giving a shave, barbers wielded their razors in minor operations like tooth extractions and bloodletting. That aside, barber shops have long served as community centers where men, especially, would gather. And by Venetian law, barbers were also permitted to work as sonador, or players of instruments. In fact, the place where sonadores could receive their training, the Scuola de Sonador, was in the same quarter of the city as Papa Ganassi's barbershop near the Fontego. You can see how the Ganassi family of sonadores residing near the Fontego thus became known as I Sonadori del Fontego. Silvestro's brother, Giovanni, carried on the family business, being described in historical documents as a barber sonador. Silvestro, though, seems to have moved beyond barber's music when he landed a high-ranking appointment as sonador to the Doge in 1517. For ceremonial and public outdoor events, Silvestro played the pifetti, an oboe sham like instrument. While in the palace, he played the viol and recorder. It is for these last two instruments, viol and recorder, that Silvestro di Canassi dal Fontego wrote his two famous instrumental treatises, and it's the book for recorder, Opera Intitulata Fontegara, that is the focus of today's podcast. Ganassi's treatise, La Fontegara, is very detailed in its instructions on sound production, fingering, and articulation. He offers explanations of ornaments, trills, not only for half and whole steps, but also by thirds. Most notably, the volume is filled with tables of passaggi that illustrate various ways to improvise on a melodic line. His instructions for divisions of the melody by four, five, six, or seven often result in unexpected rhythmic complexity. Although it's filled with lots of formulas, Ganassi doesn't include any examples of actual pieces in La Fontegara to which players should apply his instructions. The question then is, what music did Ganassi have in mind when he published his treatise in 1535? Well, frottole were hot items at the beginning of the 16th century. Petrucci published 11 volumes of them in Venice between 1504 and 1514. When frottole began to lose fashion, the new madrigal developed close on its heels. The first volume of madrigals to bear the actual title, Madrigal, was the Libro Primo della Serena of 1530. Soon after, in 1533, Philippe Verdolo published his book of madrigals. Verdolo's madrigals, a la Ganassi, form the basis of a new release called Madrigali Diminuiti from Douce Memoir, an ensemble made up of soprano, recorder, and various plucked instruments including lute, harp, spinet, and clavicithorum. Here's the opening track, Vertolo's Tutto il di piango, sung simply and gorgeously by soprano Clara Cutuli.
Listen now to what recorder player Denis Rezandadra does in the subsequent track, observing Ganassi's rules of diminutions on the same tutto il dipiango. Hearing these tracks back-to-back gives a sense of how Ganassi diminutions can totally change a piece, making a simple melody florid and individual, riffing on a tune like jazz musicians today do. The result is a printed score that looks totally different on the page than its actual realization by a performer. As the historical flute player Bartold Koichen writes, the notation is not the music, so it is a pleasure to hear the ensemble du memoir fill in the gap experiment with Verdolo and Ganassi, and offer one performance possibility for this 16th century music. Let's listen once more to another Verdolo magical, In me cresce la dore. Here, Kutli joins in on the fun by adding elaborate Ganassi divisions to her vocal line as well, a practice that could surely have been in line with the composer's intentions. This recording is chock-full of beautiful music. A simple piece, Filippo de Lurano's Al di Donna Non Dotmere, exhibits wonderful unison playing and singing between the voice and recorder. Various instrumental tracks put the plucked instruments front and center, and anonymous pieces from a 16th century manuscript called simply Q21 fill in between the pieces by Verdolo. To find out more about these tracks and others, you can find a link to Dus Memoir's recording, Madrigali Diminuiti, on our website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. And while you're there, check out our archive of podcasts and shows. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening.